So what, what episode are we at then? This is episode seven. Seven? Oh, oh just so out of touch. It's, it's ratty. I have not been touched by the bear. That's the problem. Not I recently. the t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's, we're rattling through this. Yes. Rattle. When we first said it was going to be 23 episodes, I'm not going to lie, there was a... There was an involuntary reaction to my body, <laughs> and I was a little worried. But actually, I mean, we're basically halfway through. My maths isn't amazing. Yeah, I mean, not far off. I yeah. I thought you would poo-poo the idea of 23, but, you know, we're in now, so in for a penny <laughs> and all that. I love that. So you said 23, thinking this will sound committed on. Yeah. Right, I'm prepared to do 23 of these, Jez. That's how much I believe in it. He won't take 23. He's too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do 23. Great idea. Damn it. <laughs> Hoisted by my own petard again. <laughs> <laughs> um, is hoisted and foiled the same thing? No, no. Hoisted is to be lift up, lifted up, and, and foiled is to be foiled is a, a bookshop on Charing Cross Road. Ah, yes, it is. Yes, you're absolutely right. Yes, <laughs> highbrow joke there. Thanks. And that coloured stuff that's wrapped around chocolates, the <laughs> lowbrow. Um... <laughs> Alienating everyone already, both of us. <laughs> Hey, I'm only human. Which which brings us neatly to this. Matt, what is? Put us out of our misery, unless you've already seen the notes attached to the recording of this podcast. What is <laughs> our theme this week? I guess it's the opposite of putting you out of your misery. It's finding peace. See what I did there? <laughs> um, well, so are we, are we guaranteeing that people will find peace as a result of listening to this? 45-minute podcast. I am going to wager you will be at least 8.2% more peaceful by the end of this. Ah, or asleep, like oh. you've been on the other ones you've listened to. <laughs> Thanks for... 100% more If anyone made it to the end of the others. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole concept of finding peace is an interesting one, because I don't think we talk about it enough, yet yep. it's a real core... Um, uh, a core need, I think, a core unmet need... Mm. Um, so where would you like to start? Because I sort of feel that we need to start with understanding what peace is and where where people sort of find peace within I, themselves. I think we can take a step back because <gasps> touching on what you just said about people don't... I didn't, I think until fairly recently, think it was something to think about. I think I lived... Yes. Certainly... Let's, let's rewind, say... Ooh, Eight years. I think I li- li- lived life very much on fast forward, on celebrating, oh, I'm so busy. Oh, I've got a packed diary. Everything is booked for the next... Oh, no, I don't have a window, Barbara. Yes, um, yes. And at the time, I thought that made me happy. And I think, obviously, a lot... And I do have quite an extrovert, I like to do stuff personality. But I also think taking a step back over the years and also maybe just maturing and changing careers slightly and partners and things like that, I've started to realise that actually you don't have to have your foot on the pedal 120 miles an hour all day, every day, like I used to. And actually taking moments of peace and quiet and just time for yourself can be really lovely. Yeah, sure. But, I mean, that's that's peace is a stillness, though, isn't it? Um, oh, yes. Or, and peace as a... Uh, in relation to pace. Yeah. Whereas, interestingly, my 
instant thought when I think about peace is more about balance and equilibrium. There's about a sort of sense mm. of um, a calmness, a stillness, yeah. I suppose. Um, so I suppose, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> Are you saying Thanos I mean, was right? <laughs> maybe I am. <laughs> um, no, I, but I think we're... It's like all of these themes, isn't it, that we explore... Um, I guess the first thing is the caution. We should have said this right at the beginning, oh, actually, God. of the series, is that you don't have to agree with everything that we say. Yeah. And I would caution anybody from throwing something out and saying, oh, I don't agree with that or that doesn't apply to me. Rather than throwing it out, think, OK, that's an interesting concept. How could it apply to me? Yeah. Or what's my take on that? So that you don't disregard or, or, or throw something out that actually is ultimately quite valuable to discuss as being a human. Um and I don't think, my point of saying, actually, I, I instinctively think about something differently when I think about peace. Mm. It's not that one is preferable over the other, one is more right or the other, because they both yep. are real. They're both contextualised peace. Mm. Um, but I think if the listener is still listening, I think what they should probably think about is, you know, what does what's their interpretation of peace? Mm. And so as this episode goes on and on and on and on, <laughs> then they can think about, okay, well, the piece in the construct of, uh, or the context, sorry, of what I'm thinking of it as, how do I yeah. how do I find it? And why as well? Maybe that's what we should talk about after is why. I'm all for, I'm all for a why. All for a <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yes. And do you know what? I, I suspect some people might even think it, it's... It might make them feel guilty to think they deserve peace or they can find something like that. Because we're taught often that, you know, you've got to serve other people or, or especially maybe a put-upon family member or someone who their self-esteem may not be as high as it could be, for example. And they might think, I have to be, they're the bottom of the list. And actually finding, like looking for or finding out how they can find some kind of peace would be something they would never even consider. So allowing people that breathing space to go, you know what, sure. actually, I, this could be a nice thing for me. And I think there's, an, there's something really interesting about finding peace within yourself or being at peace with yourself because yeah. there are a number of reasons, you know, you might there might be something about you that you don't like and finding peace with that is really important. And it could yes. be something you've done that you're not happy with <laughs> in your previous life or, previous or in podcast. your life. It could be... Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but that makes me feel sad because he was on that Instagram that we did, and I don't think you should berate your previous podcast. I actually meant. You, I think I meant our last episode. <laughs> the important thing you should think about, Matt, is you did your best with what you had at the time, um, and so you know we all move on and we all get better in life, and it's okay. Dave, and I don't think he feels like he's been ditched or, or forgotten about, David, because he might be listening. We're still friends. Oh, yeah, we never right, fell out. David. Uh, you were friends. <laughs> and I'm at peace with that, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and me too, you know, in, in all seriousness, I hope, I hope he forgives you. Um, so the, um, I think, you know, for being at peace with yourself is really important. But also being at peace with the decisions that you make and who you are every day, I think, is really important. Because a whole wave of regret and... Um, you know, feelings of discontent and feelings of, um, I guess, imbalance happen when you're not at peace with 
you know, you make a decision then after you think, well, was that the right thing? Mm. Am I being too harsh? Am I not? Whereas if you know yourself and you are at peace with who you are, those decisions can be made so readily and confidently because it's true to you, right? Yeah. Um, but I guess the other thing also to explore, maybe that we get chance today, is about this idea of being, of finding peace intentionally or a more peaceful life or, mm. or carving sort of elements of self-care, I suppose it borders into, mm. in the environments you find you in, uh, find yourself in and with the people that you find yourself in as well, right? Well, it's very good that you just said the P word just then because I was going to pick up on something you said kind of as a joke earlier, but I think another way that we prolong discomfort is to not forgive people to go yeah. on like harboring resentment to oh they should have done that why didn't they do that or or or, or actually we don't forgive ourselves as that which is what you mentioned as well but that that there's that saying about um having resentment is like uh, drinking poison and expecting the other person to die that ain't gonna yeah, happen sure. you're just gonna get a dicky tummy um yeah. <laughs> uh and so forgiveness which can be really tough of course depending on the magnitude or whatever's going on is absolutely a key to unlocking a bit more peace in your world because it it does and i've been here as well with with someone I'm not going to talk about um and it was really a tough time uh sure. and i never and, I, and as much as i knew logically i should forgive them i at the time couldn't because i was so like oh i've been so wrong in this whole situation but then sure, sure. I, uh, time passed and I was able to do so. And also forgive myself and also look back on my behaviour and sort of analyse it in a more, I guess, mature helicopter view and say, OK, maybe I didn't actually behave as, uh, as brilliantly as I thought I did back then. Sure. And both of those has just those moments have allowed me to go, OK, it happened next. I think I think that's... How is that whole um, thing going with your therapist about you thinking you're a helicopter? Is that all? Is that all resolving, or are you still? That's a joke for the YouTube viewers. And there, but for the absence of humour, was very nearly a joke. And so, I think that raises a really interesting point, and that's about wanting to find peace you know because you can allow life events and allow your own way of thinking to tarnish and in fact control <clears throat> how you think and how you feel mm. and so the idea of seeking out peace for if only for yourself mm. uh, you know your your context your example sorry is a really interesting thing to consider you know if you feel that because of somebody else's actions, you aren't able to be at peace with yourself or with them. Yeah. But that that in turn makes you feel, uh, I don't know, angry, uh, anxious, upset, in this sort of retaliating sort of yeah. mood. You know, if that if that's driving those sorts of behaviours and those stresses, well, then maybe actually the you don't you don't necessarily have to find peace with them, but you have to find peace with yourself yeah. and say, okay, I'm going to choose to let go of that. Mm. Not for them, if, if you want to still have some sort of psychological sense of control and ownership of the situation or whatever, mm. but because I want to move on and feel differently about it. Yep. Um, so I think there's a real freeing uh, sense of 
self-control, I suppose, and self-care in, yeah. in actively trying to find peace in a situation. Um, and there's a third bit to this as well. Oh, I, God. I hate... <laughs> Point three of the 67-point plan on peace uh, without diagrams um, is that I hate violence and I hate... Any conflict, I hate... Like, I'm really not good at watching films. I won't watch horror or films with violence. If it's got racism in it, I tend to flick over or I, I don't want to watch. I just hate conflict. I hate people being horrible to each other. Mm. It's, a, it's a really uncomfortable thing for me to watch. And so I'm trying to think of how to explain this. There's The, 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 the other thing is about how you use peace, how you... Um, to, to be at peace with yourself and should we go to book of the week <laughs> quickly if i was a radio dj i'd be uh, and, and, and we'll come back to this i'm pressing the matt Boyle's jingle button like repeatedly and it's not coming do you really want I'm, I'm, i've got it ready it's a wrap this week oh God. hold on to your gusset <laughs> holding on Oh, I'm doing it. What is Book of the Week? This jingle is really sleek. My table is made from teak. Use olive oil if you squeak. Where's my Pulitzer? <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Just drawing wow. on life experience there. <clears throat> oh, <laughs> would never... <laughs> Yes. Never have I done a project where I felt like I have a huge responsibility for those involved that I probably should have set up a supporting helpline. Ah. Um. Ah. Um, you don't get that on your gardening podcast, do you? You don't get any raps on that. That's why this one's better. <laughs> oh, dear. So, my book... <laughs> You still need time to recover from that. My book is called Eleanor Rigby by one of my favouritest authors ever, a Canadian uh, man called Douglas Coupland. You might have heard of him. He wrote Generation X. That's probably his most, that was his first novel and his, of course, of course you don't know it. Um, he also wrote Generation A. He wrote All Families Are Psychotic, which is brilliant. He wrote uh, J-Pod, uh, Hey Nostradamus. I, I've read everything he does. He's brilliant. Okay. Um, this book is relevant to finding peace because it's about a very, very lonely, sad woman. And if I said to you, uh, here's a book about a woman who's very sad and lonely, who gave up a child for adoption, who meets that child and he has MS and drug abuse and isn't very well, you might be like, Matt, that doesn't sound like a very peaceful book. <laughs> and now you would be forgiven. But... The way the story comes together, like there are flashbacks to the past, to the current, to healing to understanding situations and to finding peace. It really is. It just jumped out. I didn't even have to think. I knew when we knew what episode we were doing. This was oh. what I wanted. And it links to the line in Eleanor Rigby, the song by the Beatles, all the lonely people, where do they all come from? Oh, I've just got goosebumps. You can see. Uh, Again? Yeah. You're a very goosebumpy man, aren't you? I am. And that's her. Uh, and her email address in the book is Eleanor Rigby. Anyway. Uh, it's published by Bloomsbury in 2004, and it's just wonderful. Um, oh, I've, I actually, I, I cry, I very, I cry very easily at the Olympics and cat food adverts. Don't cry at books. This book made me absolutely <laughs> sob. Um, 
Why cat food advert? Oh, it was just so emotive. And the, 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 the family just loved their cat and the cat was happy. Uh, spo- oh, caveat, I was hungover and feeling tired and emotional. <laughs> and that's what, oh, yeah. that will push that button. Uh, Ellen Rigby, Douglas Coupland. Oh, wonderful. Not very long novel. You'll whiz through it. I love it. I sort of feel that we need to go back to the cat thing. Um, so, are you a cat person, Matt? I love all animals. That's not strictly, mm. probably strictly true. I love cats and dogs. Okay. Together? Yeah. I want one of each, and I want the cat to ride the dog in a humorous fashion. <laughs> While I was wearing, like, a little tiny cat Stetson. Yes! Yes, of course. Then <laughs> those viral millions will roll in. <laughs> um, yeah. You need really a cure for COVID, then your viral millions. Are oh, hey, hey! Say, oh God! Try the veal. He's um, here all hour. <laughs> I could literally talk to you for minutes. Um, Do you want the rap so, again? No, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna press my book of the week Over little jingle button. There we go. <laughs> um... So I'm not sure. I've got two in front of me, and I'm not sure which one to go for, for the piece. Because, uh, because what I thought is, I think it's sometimes in order to find something that you can't necessarily explain or contextualise readily. So if it's not something that you that you do all the time, if it's not something you're conscious of, okay, I should sort of make sure that there is a an equal amount of balance of peace in my life, or mm. I should be at peace with this thing mm. that's challenged me or tackled me or I want to find inner peace or, or whatever. Um, I mean, you probably had this situation before where you're surrounded by people that make you feel uncomfortable. They're, they're not your people. You know, their views are very different. Their ethics are different. The morals are off the chart compared to yours. The language they use is um, kind of jars. Where do you think I'm hanging out? <laughs> <laughs> Matt, we're all worried. <laughs> the youth club. <laughs> Down there in London, all on your own. <laughs> Just you and your Pikachu, Dolly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you, you know, and, and there's a kind of a, a friction within you that you think, ah, oh, I'm not comfortable with this. Yep. And, and yet then you'll navigate towards people that are more your people or when you're with your friends or whatever, or you move away from those people. I often find that at weddings. That's why I hate weddings. And you're always, it's a meaningless, inane conversation with people you don't care about whether you ever see again in your life. You have to pretend that you're interested in them for like two hours. It's just the most... I hate it. Oh my God, I love weddings. That's something we need to talk about. I'd rather be at a funeral. Um, so, so, so don't invite me to a bloody wedding. Um, and I'll know you really hate me. So then I'll only ruin it for myself and everyone else there. Uh, so then, I once, when I was very young, I'm not proud to say, I, I got so drunk in, at someone's wedding, I had an asthma attack in their portable toilet. So, um, so my point is that you sometimes have that friction yep. with uh, the people that you're with. And so then when you find your people or when you're back with your, your friends or something, you, th- there's like a, there is a peace. You, you kind of feel at peace with being with the right people as well. <clears throat> so... I thought for my book, maybe I should think about the alternative of being, so what, if you're not peaceful or you can't find peace, what's the alternative in order for you to be able to contextualize Mm. it? And um, so I chose this. It's a bit left field. It's a really cool book. It's called The Last Lecture, Lessons in Living by Randy Pausch. Stop it. Rand... (laughs) 
Huh? Randy Pouch. <laughs> Pouch. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and Randy was, he passed away now. He was a professor at Carnegie Mellon in the States. And he's an ex-Imagineer as well. Uh, I never met him. But he very famously, you can watch his uh, lecture uh, online. So to can just to sort of put into context, the when you're a professor or when you teach at university, you deliver when you leave the last lecture. And what generally happens is everybody who is in your class comes to attend the last lecture and because and, it's literally the last lecture you give. Uh, and broadly what happens is that you sort of might talk about the things that you learnt while you're in that post or lessons in life you can pass on to other people because you're older, you're retiring, normally. Randy's last lecture was because he had terminal cancer and he had literally just a few months left to live. And you can still watch it online and it's one of the most... I mean, if you cry at cat adverts, you're going to be in bits at this. Because at the very end, his wife comes up and, and she was in, watching in the audience and she comes up oh. and um, and she gives him a big hug. And if you listen very, very carefully, um, there's a version that has the audio that picks her audio up and she says something like, don't leave me. Oh, God. That is the most heartbreaking. I know, right? <laughs> Boom, gotcha. Um, so where does it go? In here, he gives all of the, with the context of the fact that he knows he's dying, all of the most important things that he thinks are relevant for living a meaningful life Aww. on earth, right? So in terms of finding peace with a conflict internally or externally in your life or what kind of finding peace is about, mm. I was reflecting on it over lunch and thinking, well, if we don't know what it is or don't know whether it's important, perhaps actually the relevance is what's the alternative? And the alternative is that you go through life being on edge, mm. being a bit anxious, not being comfortable, and not having that sense of balance, that sense of beautiful kind of rest where you sit within the world so perfectly mm. uh, and that you can go, you've got something that you can go to to find peace, whether that be running away to a forest and sitting in the middle of a forest alone, whether it be reading fiction with Pikachu, whatever it is. Um, so that is my, it's uh, it's called The Last Lecture, Lessons in Living by Randy Pausch, and it's published by Two Roads, or, or my edition is, I, I suspect. Yep. It's, it's, there's over 5 million copies that have been sold worldwide as well. of uh, 2008. <clears throat> Gosh. Well, that actually so sounds wonderful. Go. It's actually, Two Roads is an imprint of Hodder and Stoughton. Mm. Every day's a school day. Don't you know? <laughs> I do now. <laughs> I'm very... Can we just discuss my being not at peace with my hay fever? Oh, I know. Um, I'm... As, as I was just talking, I realised I do sound very nasally and... You just stuffy. don't sound quite like the usual um, 1920s throwback that you are. Oh, you are adorable. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's fine. I always sound nasal. I've, I've, that's what I'm at peace with. I know I'm, I am nasally of speaking. And yeah. So, you know what? Maybe in this second part, we should think about why it's important to find peace, Matt. Yes. I would love um, to. Because. It's one of the, you know, when, when we looked at what the themes are going to be and and you text me sort of, you know, five minutes before we start recording and say, this is, this is the theme for this week. Um, what, 
what, what is, um, I should speak to David about whether he had these same problems. What, um, I wonder whether there is something, as if he can even bear to hear your name. Oh God, finish the sentence. <laughs> oh, aggression. I think there is, um, sometimes a need to think about, you know, all of our life together. There's so many different things that pl- plan out. There's so many things that are important. There's so many things to think about. I don't think we spend enough time thinking about who we are and 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 how we could perhaps improve or be a better person based on our previous experiences and thinking, well, di- reflectively, did I do that right? Could I have done that differently? Yeah. Would that be better if I do that differently in the future? And that for me is, I think, what's really lovely about the Human Podcast is it's an opportunity for our listener and us just to sort of press pause and think, hmm, I'd never thought about that before or I wonder if that mm. will help me live my life better or think differently or whatever. Um, and I can't imagine there'd be that many people, surely, don't call me surely, that have ever thought about whether peace is really a relevant topic or mm. not. Do you think? I would, as I proved, I was one of those people. Um and also, I remember uh, trying to find peace for that situation I mentioned earlier. And there is real, I'm not just bringing this up for bringing it up to sake. I tried to find peace by using confirmation bias. So hanging out uh-huh. with friends, describing the situation and having them go, oh, yeah, you're right. They're wrong. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and of course, well, fine, I found peace. But obviously, as you go away and you sit with it, you realise they've just told you what, sure. what you want to hear. Um and I think that is relevant to a lot of things. Like we, we, we talked about confirmation bias before, but it's that sure. false sense of peace, really, of because because so, actually it may may be uncomfortable, but sometimes you don't. What you need to hear isn't what you want to hear. Yeah. Oh. Oh. All of the time. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I think there's a um, there's a moment in all situations where you can subconsciously choose to decide to sit on the fence and really genuinely impartially make the best decision. But I think almost all the time we slightly consciously, because I think as we're doing it, we're aware of that tiny little voice, very distant in the background going, oh, you know, there is another way you could look at this. <laughs> yeah. um, but but we sort of railroad that and ignore that and move on with the, <clears throat> the decision that we decided to um, to, to run with, which is normally, as you quite rightly say, the one, our confirmation bias, the one that we've decided is going to be, is right for us. Mm. I think there's a moment in every situation where you can choose the more peaceful sort of route to take. And sometimes it's the most uncomfortable one. Yeah. Because it's the one that makes us hold a mirror up to ourselves and say, ah, yeah, maybe I wasn't the best person there. Or yeah. maybe there's a different way of looking at this. Or as you quite rightly say, let me stop kidding myself. I'm not at peace with this. Yeah. And and that's okay too. Like, I think this is one of the things that I forgot to mention in one of the previous episodes is that it's okay if some of this stuff takes time. Mm. Like there's no, there's no sort of, for very few things when it comes to behavior, um, is there a switch where all of a sudden yeah. you can say, okay, I'm going to discuss this thing and it's going to fix it. Oh God, I'm glad I got that off my chest. Because <laughs> actually what normally happens is when you get it off your chest, that, that phrase is used for the release, and, release of tension. Mm-hmm. 
but the, the, the thing still exists. Yeah. You've then got to sort of start to unpick it a bit mm. and flatten it down, squash it, iron it all out and pop it in a box. Because most things never go away. Our mind and our memories and all of the experiences that happen to us are basically like a little sort of keepsake box. And you can ignore them mm. uh, or you can get them out and have a look at them and inspect them again. But they're all there. Yeah. It's just that some of them are sort of spilling over the edges and still clawing at us to get attention or knocking on the inside of the box. Yes. Whereas others are all, you know, nicely iron flat and we can put them away. away nice and neatly and forget about them. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And that's, that's the thing about our, our bloody brains. When you say, if I say to you, <laughs> bloody brain. think about an elephant, you think about an elephant. But if, if I say, don't think about an elephant, oh, Christ, elephants! <laughs> and so with, like, unresolved issues, of course, we try not to think about them, but then that's whole... You need to, like... Yes, you can, if you distract yourself, but that whole... If I just sure. sit quietly, I'll just get be happy, and, oh, why is it gnawing at me? Like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think there is um, always for the things... That the, the sort of greatest things that we, I think, challenge our peace are our identity, I think, mm. um, because it clearly, and I know we've spoken about identity before on the podcast, but it, you know, the idea that inside there is something that is not quite right, I think that's the greatest indicator yeah. that you're not at peace with it. Uh, and so the only way you're going to be at peace with it is to get it out and to to say, right, I have to address this thing in my life mm. in order to find peace. And only when you find peace can you literally and metaphorically and probably metaphysically find peace with the very thing that you're dealing with. And it doesn't mean to say that it has to be resolved. No. You know, for example, it could have been somebody that's wronged you in the past. Well, that's happened. Mm. They've wronged you, right? Whether they apologise or not, it still happened. So it's not necessarily about changing it. It's about you deciding to really work through that. And if you can't, if you find yourself saying, no, do you know what? I want to be able to forgive them because I know that that's going to give me a great sense of power and control in order to move forward, but I still can't. Mm. That's okay too, because that's the thing. So you say, okay, well, then that's the thing we need to unpick and explore and say, okay, let, let me pull that apart a little bit. And you could reflect on this during a dog walk, on your commute to work, um, perhaps, you know, wherever your thinking space is or thinking time is. You don't have to do it all in one go. You can do it over a period of days, weeks or months. But every time you address that, you get a tiny bit closer to finding peace yeah. with yourself and with the things that happen to you in life. Yeah. And giving yourself the chance to understand the other person as well. Because yes, we, if that's the context. Yes, yeah. because we can sometimes see those events as one-dimensional. They did that. They're bad. Yes. And that completely um, ignores every other moment of history they've had leading up to that moment. And everyone is sure. incredibly complex and has so many variables and stimuli and all sorts of things going on that yeah. I, th I think it can be easy. Again, this is sort of like delaying peace. Easy to demonize people as opposed to trying to understand. And this isn't just like personal relations. This can be global things going on, why sure. events happen, why people do good and bad things. I think we're very quick as well to judge people based on their... Um, based on who they were, not who they are. Yes. Um, and sometimes one of the most powerful ways to find peace with yourself or with somebody else 
is to judge yourself now and judge them now. Mm. Uh, because crikey, can you imagine? Like, if I think of all of the mistakes I've made in my life, <laughs> you know, if, if somebody was to judge me based on everything, of course, you, you know, mm. that's that's not a wonderful probably. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't get too down. Um, yeah. <laughs> practically, uh, and this is more in the original sense of piece that I talked about. Meditation has really helped me with this finding space and breathing space in my life. Mm. Um, and the, and the thing is, I used to go into it going, oh, I'm going to be so calm after this. Oh, I'm going to be so zen. And it doesn't work like that. When I flipped <laughs> it and just saw it as a moment of peace, and that was how I started describing it to myself, that was when it made sense. And I realized there wasn't a right or wrong way to do it. It was just me sitting down, doing nothing else for three minutes or at the start, for example, and building from there. <laughs> and it's been really lovely. One of the most beautiful things about my life is when I get to have a really hot cup of tea and there's zero noise, like utter silence. And I'm not doing anything. I'm not looking on my phone. I'm not concentrating. I'm literally just sat in total silence. Just the dog gently breathing in the background because it's Marley, probably farting. <laughs> and just sipping a hot cup of tea. There's a, a moment of peace. And every time I get to do that, it's not every day. And actually, I could carve that every day. I could make a point of saying I'm going to have my five minutes. It reminds me of that elephant book, Five Minute Peace. Now what you've done with a bloody elephant. <laughs> you know that book, Just Five Minutes Peace? I do not. Man, <laughs> what? We, have, we have covered stuff like this before. How are you? I, I honestly think you're just some kind of like android or something. Or like if you trip over, like your arm just pops off and it's like circuits and stuff and you just screw it back in. How can you get to 55 and not and not have heard the book Five Minutes Peace with the elephants I, and the bath time? I, oh. I, 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 I was... I, I, I don't have an answer. I mean, I, I just... I look how speechless I am. This never happens. <laughs> I'm going to send you a copy of Five Minutes Peace. It's the most amazing kids' book ever. Okay. And it's got elephants in it. Wonderful. Pachyderms. Tell us about Pachyderms. it. Pachyderms. Well, it's basically Mama Elephant wants a nice uh, bath. She just wants five minutes peace because uh. all the baby elephants are, Mummy can have dinner, Mummy want to play with this, and they're having to pick stuff up and blah, 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 blah. And she just wants five minutes peace. And every time she tries to get five minutes peace, they interrupt her or something happens and she has to... And it, she just wants five minutes peace. It's lovely. At the very end, I think she gets it. And then she realises how much she misses... Uh, the noise of the kids and stuff. So there's a moral lesson about not pissing off your parents um, <laughs> or something. Uh, or that mums need wine. I can't quite remember what the moral of the story is. But <laughs> Give your elephants up for adoption, something like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Pachyderms are really... They should uh, pack it needy. in. Yeah. <laughs> hey! Um, anyway, crazy stuff. Um, I noticed you're wearing a little... Uh, little top there yes, today. sure am one of my <laughs> old thing. one of my favorites it's the bespoke human black sleeveless t-shirt some people call it a vest with the multicolored thumbprint logo which i'm obsessed with <laughs> isn't it um super silky smooth as well super silky smooth uh i love the softness me also uh available in different colors Different sizes, styles, cuts, different logos at, let me get this right, jezmill. No, <laughs> that was putting it together. Jezrose.tmill.com. Yeah, and it's in the notes. Yeah. And it's on our Instagram too, yeah. right? If you click on the Instagram link, does it take you to the merch store? It will is by the time this is out. 
Because <laughs> that seems most sensible. Yeah, so you would think. And I think, I think what we're really saying, I mean, Matt's kind of shying away from it a bit because he's, you know, bless him, he's very humble. But I think what he's really saying is if you are listening to this or watching this and you're thinking, I, I need to understand the concept of peace, I want more peace in my life. I think what he's really saying is you should buy one of these T-shirts <laughs> and it will bring you peace you, is what he's You are shameless. <laughs> <laughs> if you are sad in your life, this T-shirt will make you as peaceful and as happy. <laughs> uh, and hopefully not as snotty as me. No. Well. I feel like an elephant. I feel quite peaceful, quite frankly. Do you? Yeah. Don't call me Frank. I've told you about that before. <laughs> one last thing before we go. I want to challenge you on just one thing. Um, do you think that finding peace is important as a human being or do you think actually that there are other things that invariably will bring you peace vicariously rather than you actually having to specifically go out to discover and find peace? I'm going to give you an awful diplomatic politician answer and say it is a bit of column A, a bit of column B. Because <laughs> I, I think we talk, when we talked about happiness and I said, oh, I don't think happiness is a, is a goal, it's a byproduct. And I kind of think peace is a byproduct as well. Like when you talked about your five minutes of hot tea, yes. that is your moment of peace and you found it without going, oh, I need to find peace, I'm going to have my tea. But that just happens because it's such a beautiful thing. So that combination of doing things, actively searching for it, but I think that kind of negates the peacefulness. You can't yeah. go to peace classes. Well, maybe you can, I don't know. but Maybe you can. But... Uh, I guess they would be meditation or yoga classes or things. No, you're Matt, if you can go to willow basket weaving courses or other pointless things like that, I'm sure you can go to a wow. peace class. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you're Mr. Nature. What's wrong with willow basket weaving? I have turned my back on nature after the fields today have been cut. All the wheat's been cut. It's like, It basically looks like I live in Kuwait during a sandstorm. <laughs> My eyes are itching. My f lungs are full of weed. Oh, God. F nature. F nature. Right? Pave it over. Totally up for concrete. And I don't know. Nature is way overrated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to send these 100% organic cotton shirts back and get ones made out of microplastics. That's, what, that's how I feel right. about nature today. <laughs> right. Wow. Uh, well, I, that sounds like some kind of piece for, for a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> for a lunatic. <laughs> um, yeah, but you're right. Uh, the reason I wanted to end on that was because, you know, if you're left at the end of this thinking, well, I think I could identify some areas where I probably need to make peace or find peace or maybe there are some areas I'd like to explore about whether I could be more peaceful or well, I like that idea about feeling balanced mm. or well, there's the peace context of quiet and calm and tranquility and then there's the peace context of, of less violence. And so what is, mm. what's the important angle of peace for me right now? Because that will change, obviously. Um, and it doesn't have to be the big project this week until the next episode for you to go find peace or sort of contrive, yep. you know, that, that concept of peace. It could just be that actually you find peace throughout doing other things in your life. Yep. And maybe, maybe... Maybe the question you ask yourself right now is, do I feel I have enough peace or enough access to peace? Lovely. And if not, then that is somehow how you can go and 
you know, yep. orchestrate that to get more of it or immerse yourself more in it. Would uh, you say that's right? Mate? I think that's lovely. And also look for the quick wins, like your five-minute yeah. cup of tea. Like, like five minutes of literal peace can sustain you for a long for a, if you've got a lot of meetings coming up like i'm not kidding lock yourself in the toilet at work and meditate for three minutes um sure do something for you <laughs> that obviously sounds a bit like the unibomber or something locking themselves in the toilet <laughs> but I love that. specifically a toilet well hopefully i don't know like a nice large disabled one that doesn't have a disabled person waiting for it um you know but then space this was going so well so that you, I can just see you taking those, you know, the the, the toilet paper dispensers that dispense the individual sheets. Oh, I hate them. I can just see you pulling individual ones out and laying them carefully on the floor of a large disabled <laughs> toilet in a swimming pool, and then gently laying back on it so that you, <laughs> so that you can do your meditation. First. <laughs> I'm just saying, like in, then, in an office, you're not going to find peace, are you? Cause busy. That's why, well, that's why I said I could be really pedantic now because I used to work with somebody called Peace. So in my office, I very much would have found <laughs> Peace. <laughs> I'm going to stand next to somebody and say, I found Peace. That made me a moron. Yes. Well, and on that... <laughs> on that... That's on that right. 12-year-old humour, I think we should round up the episode. Alrighty. Well, listen, if you haven't joined in the fun already on Instagram, we are at That Human Podcast. And Matt is a prolific poster that he is. Uh, so we would like to hear your thoughts this week on peace. What does peace mean to you? Where do you find it? Unintentional clap there, but aren't they all? Uh, and what is the most important source of peace for you in your life? Had to head to That Human Podcast. And please let us know, Matt! Where can they find more of this shenanigans? All up wherever you wrangle podcasts. The Googles, the Amazons, the Apples, the Spotify's, and the, like and those other little ones that we on like iHeartRadio and, and things like that. Yeah, Podbean. Podbean. Um, if in doubt, we're there. Yeah, <clears throat> and we will be here. Yeah. forever and ever for you. At least twenty-three episodes. Um, don't forget to hit subscribe just uh, give a little rating just hit five stars that's the easy way to do it and uh, say we loved it you don't have to say you loved it you can just put type random characters in the five stars are really the only important bit uh, if you didn't like it so much go find a different human one and tell them because uh, frankly uh, it's free so Matt <laughs> it's goodbye from me and goodbye from me <laughs> bye bye